I've been working on, I would say, crafting the method that now I teach in a program called the weight release method for the majority of my career. For the last 11 years, it's been evolving, evolving. But I also knew, which I think is very common, you probably hear this often from uh, program creators, that I was repeating myself so much, right? And a lot of the base issues and the struggles, the advice was really similar between, uh, you know, every single person that I saw in the clinic. So I really wanted to create something that covered all the things that I saw constantly. And then, and that was the curriculum of my program. And then through the group coaching calls, that's when I do the customization work to fit, I should say somebody's more plant-based, somebody has, I don't know, some other, you know, dietary needs or health issues. Welcome to Scale Your Course. If designing and delivering a scalable course has got you feeling overworked, overwhelmed, and just plain tapped out, you're not alone. I'm Tracy Sheriff, and in this podcast, you'll listen to a combination of solo episodes and powerhouse interviews, where we'll share tips, strategies, and insider insights into how you can successfully design and deliver a scalable course. Prepare to reach your next level business goals without compromising your health and wealth with the Scale Your Course podcast. Welcome to Scale Your Course podcast. Today is Monday, October 10th, and it is Canadian Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to all of my Canadian friends. And I can't think of a better way to celebrate a Canadian Thanksgiving other than having a Canadian guest. And so I'm super excited today to be introducing you to Juliana Lehman. Juliana is a mind-body weight release expert, nutritionist, and podcaster. She is university trained with a master's degree in science. She's certified as a holistic nutritionist and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. Juliana is on a mission to provide a new model of care for weight release, moving away from the diet mindset and helping women find confidence from within. With 10 years of experience in the nutrition field, Juliana helps women over 40 make the shift towards weight release so they can balance their hormones naturally, release excess weight, and regain their confidence. In this episode, Juliana and I talk about her weight release program. Juliana shares with us the inside scoop into why she transitioned from a one-to-one to to a one-to-many model, and how she approached it to ensure that she was able to offer what was needed for people to get results in a group format, but also have the right level of personalization and customization to the process. You're going to really enjoy this conversation with Juliana. She's honest. She is results focused and she is definitely someone that you will want to listen to. I think what stands out to me the most about Juliana is how much planning she put into the design of her program. She was very intentional in all of the decisions that she made. And although she made some mistakes along the way, she has been successful at transitioning from a one-to-one to a group format when she wasn't really sure what that was going to look like in the beginning. Here is my interview with Juliana Lehman. Welcome, Juliana, to the Scale Your Course podcast. How are you today? I am doing very well. Thank you so much for having me, Trace. It's such a pleasure. Oh, my gosh. I am really excited. You and I, we have seemed to be crossing paths in more than one way lately <laughs> over the last probably, what, six months, eight months, maybe maybe a little bit longer that we've I kind think. of known each other. And yeah. I think I met you first in a coaching program and I was told by the coach that I was going to love the people in the program and I do and I have. <laughs> So, <laughs> likewise, and I love that we met each other in an American coaching program and we live like an hour from each other in Canada. I find that pretty fascinating. It is. It is. And we probably wouldn't have met each other any other way because we really don't have, you know, all of any other circles that overlap as far as I know anyways, although the world exactly. is small. Totally. <laughs> so, I really wanted to have you on the podcast because I know that you are running a group program and I want you to, you know, take some time to really tell us a little bit about that. But before we talk about your program, 
let's talk about you, um, who you are, who you serve, and how you've kind of came to where you are today in your business. Yes. Thank you so much, Tracy. It's so exciting. And in terms of who I am and what I do, I'm Juliana, and I call myself a mind-body weight release expert, which I know it's a, a mouthful, but essentially I do weight loss coaching for women in midlife, anywhere over 40 plus. And in a way, um, one of the things that I love most about it is really serving this age demographic that is basically, I would say, a little bit forgotten when it comes to the weight loss industry. And it was really my intention to craft something very special, very intentional, but also very appropriate for the changes in hormones, the changes in eating needs and all those things uh, that happens at that stage in life for women. Um, just a little bit of about me. So I have a very unusual background actually um, in how I came to do what I do. And I actually started my career, and this is my gosh, like 20 years ago uh, in the veterinarian medicine field. So I thought I was going to be a vet and I was in second year of vet medicine. And my family decided to immigrate from Brazil to Canada. And in the process of immigrating here, um, I found nutrition and I fell in love with it as my very first course when I moved to the University of Guelph, and that's Ontario, Canada. And from that initial course, I kid you not, I went back and I changed my entire curriculum, my entire program, and I started studying nutrition from all angles human, pets, wildlife, farm animals, horses, you name it. And I study nutrition from all the different angles for the duration of my bachelor's. And I also did a master's degree in the nutrition field at Guelph as well. And from that point on, I went to work in the industry in product development, writing food labels, understanding how food is processed. At the same time that I started pursuing my holistic career in nutrition and later hormonal testing, functional nutrition and all those things. So I feel that I have a, the academical side, the practical industry, sort of corporate side as well as uh, the very holistic, practical, functional aspect of things. And it has really been interesting to put all those three pieces together into what my work is today. But I know this is not a very common path <laughs> to doing what I did today. Oh my goodness. I had no idea. That is <laughs> such an interesting story. Like all the different things that you've managed to accomplish on the journey. You started as a veterinarian, like working towards being a veterinarian, and then you got into nutrition and just, my goodness, I, I'm tired <laughs> even just listening to you. <laughs> I know, right? It's just like... Yeah, it's like nonstop and learning is a real passion of mine. Like I'm just definitely somebody that will, I think forever learn and, you know, like we take lots of programs together and it's always when I'm like, you know, what is next? What is next? But I will say that when I discovered nutrition and this is back in 2004, it was such, it was almost like I understood that language, if that makes sense. Like my brain just craved it and loved it. <laughs> and it has really been almost like how I understand the world, if that makes sense, like through all the different things that I've done in my career and work that has been the constant theme since 2004 uh, and definitely a big theme of what I to do to this day. Yeah. Amazing. So tell me a little bit about the clients that you serve. Do you have a particular group that you like to provide some nutrition support to? Yes. So right now I focus very specifically on women over 40. And the majority of my clientele are very busy uh, professionals or business owners, but specifically those women that have a lot on their plates, high demand, limited time. And I feel I relate well with that demographic because I am part of the demographic and looking at my Me lifestyle, <laughs> right? And really, you know, having so much on my plate, but also wanting to accomplish so much at the same time. And it's almost like if I were to sort of nickname us as like the, the superwoman, you know, like sort of demographic and really helping us 
what I love to do is help us put down the superwoman cape and feel superwoman <laughs> as opposed to just like, you know, that psycho and running, you know, like crazy, like most people do. And a huge part of it is lifestyle, but also how we feed our bodies, our hormonal status and so on. So that's very specifically the niche that I specialize in. I think what you said there about putting down the cave, I was really like, it just hit home for me because I think society actually tells us to do the opposite. Yes. It wants us to put on the cape, be strong, be bold, be brave, do all the things, do it with a smile on your face, with tons of energy. And we do that and then we burn out. Exactly. And I think the whole concept of like doing it all, you know, like you can have the best of both worlds, like that is often promoted almost with a sense of pride, right? And a lot of us just believe that to feel successful at home and at work, we have to do both because we're told it's possible, right? And in my exiting of corporate into my full-time practice in 2017, I actually went through actual burnout and I was on a medical leave for four months. Um, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue and I could not get out of bed. And I was somebody working 70, like 65, 70 hours a week, right? And on top of the world. And I pushed my body to a point that my body didn't want to move anymore, <laughs> right? So I say to women that, you know, you can either do what I do and not listen to your body at all and to it screaming at you, or you can be a little bit proactive and really start to really understand how is that vocabulary, which in, in our bodies comes through symptoms, what is it trying to tell you? Understand that and work with it rather than against it, which is very much primarily the lifestyle foundation. What I do now is helping women get there before their body forces them to, <laughs> if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. And having recently had a great conversation with you about this, like you know your stuff, there's no doubt about it. And I think the way that you go about it and how you explained it to me when we were chatting really does hit home. And I'm looking forward to us having the opportunity to talk a little bit more about your program because yes. I also am interested in your program. So love it. Tell us a little bit about your journey to creating the program that you currently have. What's it called? Uh, it's called the way to release shift. Shift. I love it. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, were you always creating programs or did you start out doing one-on-one -on -one work? Yeah. So that's kind of like very interesting timing wise because I really loved the one-on-one -on -one work. I was full-time in a clinic and doing hormone testing and really customizing programs. And I would say until mid 2020, right? COVID and all those closures. We were in Ontario, Canada. So uh, clinics had to close and it was very tricky um, navigating that time and knowing what is next type of thing. And I remember, not so much remember, but I've always had this desire to build something that was more group-based because of the aspect of community that I know is important and lacking in weight loss. A lot of the women that I work with uh, even come from households that their spouse or partner isn't willing to eat a certain way with them, and they may not have the community support in their own lives, and I feel that that is sort of a necessary step of the whole picture, so I wanted to provide that with them, and in the one-on-one -on -one setting, it was nearly impossible, right, because you know, people are just not together in the same time. So it was always like a bit of a desire for me, but definitely with the pandemic, it was like this incredible push that it was like, I felt in my heart, this was the time. And I've been working on, I would say, crafting the method that now I teach in the program called the weight release method for the majority of my career. For the last 11 years, it's been evolving, evolving. But I also knew, which I think is very common, you probably hear this often from uh, program creators, that I was repeating myself so much, right? And a lot of the base issues and the struggles, the advice is really similar between, uh, you know, every single person that I saw in the clinic. So I really wanted to create something that 
covered all the things that I saw constantly. And then, and that was the curriculum of my program. And then through the group coaching calls, that's when I do the customization work to fit, let's just say somebody's more plant-based, somebody has, I don't know, some other, you know, dietary needs or health issues to customize it in a group setting because a lot of times somebody's question is somebody else's as well and that again we see this all the time so that was kind of like the evolution of it that um building the program was essentially just bringing back 11 years out of my head into something that was doable concise uh and easily consumable into shorter videos and you know structured for the busy lifestyle because i know that busy people like you and i like we don't have like two three hour chunks of time to sit down and listen to stuff right so it had to be built in a way that was suitable for the woman that i know is listening to it but also giving you foundational knowledge that I think we all should know about our bodies. Like what is going on in midlife? How do I feel this way? Why does eating this impact me this way and that way? To teach knowledge that it can apply going forward and not just for the duration of the program. I love it. I love it. I think, you know, you're, you're mentioning about the need for community. So important. And I mean, in yeah. learning communities in general or, or in other programs or even courses, like I'm a big fan of social learning because we don't just learn for ourselves. We learn for ourselves and from others. And so I particularly like the group program format for that. While I support people who want to create self-study courses as well, there's just mm -hmm. something about the community that often helps people that might not get across the finish line to the finish line because they're excited to be with their their new group, right? So exactly. Yeah. So when you were thinking about putting this program together, I'm curious about your journey with this. If you'd never done it before, like what were you thinking and feeling at the time when you thought now I'm going to go for this. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> Absolutely. So for full transparency, I did invest heavily on mentorship, right? So a lot of the, I'll say, successes I had were not 100% out of my own creation. <laughs> it was a lot of, like, it was listening to mentors that had built what I was hoping to build. So I did invest uh, beforehand. But I did start investing while I was still in clinic uh, full time just because the gut feeling i thought mm, this is gonna be a thing right so about june that uh, 2020 that's really when i started to uh, put pieces together and the way that i actually went about it i started by doing something i was really actually scared of <laughs> which was doing a significant amount of market research and I interviewed, I think it ended up being 62 women. I even did, I got even interviewed on a local TV show, like talking about it, like it became such a big deal locally. And I just started reaching out to people and I spoke to every single woman on Zoom and took notes. And I was pretty happily amazed to see how willing other women were of sharing their journey and their struggles to help me craft information to help women with this very thing. And a ton of the market research, like it was very time consuming. It was like a few months doing it, but I was able to really understand what pain points my women had, understand am I really, you know, building something that there's a need for, right? I think that's so important when it comes to programs, just because we love it doesn't mean the world needs it. Uh, so it was a lot of that exercise, understand their fears, their frustrations, and what they wanted, right? Out of the whole experience. And then what I did is that October 2020, I launched a small, I think it was seven or eight people, pilot version of the program. And it was every single week for 10 weeks. And every week I would just take their feedback and build the next week and take their feedback and build. So it was a very intense 77 day process. It was not too light, like I was very tired at the end, but it was wonderful because it was all live recorded by live and everybody would come together every week it was this beautiful container and then over the holidays i really had the chance to sit down and i'm a very visual learner so i i literally drew tracing my entire program in a crazy number of pieces of paper like the entire cottage just papers everywhere like you could barely get into the bedroom it was like a whole scene i wish i had taken a photo of it uh and i reorganized the entire content 
broken down into doable modules and really shifted things around based on feedback because I did like graduation calls as well, took their feedback. So it was a very thorough process to get to this point. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But now we're in a place that I feel it's smooth and we get great feedback. We get great results. We have lots of like podcast testimonials of students that gone through um, because I think it's now not just validated, but it's well organized, <laughs> if I may say. Um, but it was really like a pretty significant project, to be honest. But closing the clinic in in October 2020 actually gave me the space, you know, I needed to put my entire energy into it to really build it. Oh my goodness, I'm in awe right now. <laughs> For those listening, I did not know anything about this story, (laughs) how this all came to be. And like, we're off camera right now, just for the sake of saving our Wi-Fi a little bit here. And my mouth just pretty much fell open when you said you interviews and all the work that you've put in as someone who is really passionate about crafting something that is intentional, meaningful, and well um, organized, I you know, just want to congratulate you because I thank you. You're welcome. I think one of my concerns in the online space is people are so fast to put something to market. And while we can sometimes be in a position to get something out there a little quick, test the waters and then, you know, refine, tweak all of those things. I think sometimes it's where people are misstepping. They're not necessarily taking the, well, certainly not taking the time that you took, but even, you know, taking a pieces of that, I think there's just an underestimation sometimes about how much work really goes into a well-crafted program. Yeah. So, you know, that's not to throw shade at anybody or anything like (laughs) that, because there are a lot of people teaching like, you know, this really quick, quick method, quick test method. But, um, clearly it was something you were passionate about and something that you really um, wanted to make sure even at the first, first go that, that your, your group got what they needed and that you, you know, helped them get to where at least they were hoping to get to. So that's awesome. Thank you. And it's true. And I know, I hear very much like what I just said, like some of those get it done in two or three days. (laughs) I don't know how that's possible, but that's fine. Like, but I think too, like, I think I made this entire signature offer my business, right? Like I truly shifted all the work I was doing before to this. And I wanted to make sure it was robust enough, but also it is in the health space, right? And I feel there's this intrinsic responsibility (laughs) that I feel for really delivering what I want to have certainty that is the best program I could ever put in the market. And it is really a combination of, if I were to look back 17 years of studies on my end, right, to get to this point, 11 years of my career, but 17 years of studies. And I continue to study and the new area that I've been studying heavily is human behavior, which is really helping women understand why do we make the choices we make? Because I can tell you what is great to eat, right? Say broccoli versus cookie or cake, but you know, the whole, why do we make choices? Why does food trigger specific memories and how to get motivation to keep on track? All those aspects are more behavior aspects, not so much nutritional aspects, right? It's no different than in business. A lot of business people run businesses, but they're not trained in finances and managing their money, right? In nutrition, a lot of people are not really trained in how our brain works and operates from the choice, decision-making, accountability, and so on. So that has been the last part of my studies in the last you know, few years that really has been like a, a big pillar, like basically a third of my entire work and program is helping you activate that inner motivation so you're not relying on myself or anybody else for that matter to keep you on track, which is so common in weight loss. And that's why so many people fall off the wagon, right? Because they're just adding all this to do. So they play, they're already busy. It's impossible to keep up, right? And that's why I call it the shift because I show people what to get rid of, what to delegate, what to bring in. And it's almost like uh, we make it work within as opposed to just a bunch of like 
peer pressure from the outside, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. I um, can, can relate, especially to like the peer pressure part. And, you know, we see all these images and, you know, I, I know what I need to do, but I think this idea of sort of shifting our understanding, making sure that we're well-informed, making sure that, you know, we understand the why behind all of the things. And I think, you know, I took an opportunity to listen to your recording on your website and it was, it was just really eye-opening for me because it wasn't what I expected it to be. It's not about (laughs) counting calories and all of those things. And maybe there's aspects of that that you do teach, but that wasn't the focus of the webinar at all. And it really did have that whole holistic feel and that whole mind shift, mindset shifting thing going on. So love it. I, I'm, I'm glad you're here because that's specifically the intention and there's no counting calories the entire time. <laughs> so when you were, you know, you did all this work, you, you put it out there. Was there anything that you were scared of when you went to do this outside of the work that you put in? Now it's going live. I would say that I think I have a very systems oriented mind for some reason. Maybe it's like the scientist in me that's very practical and I don't know, maybe an over analytical. And if I were to look back the entire time, my biggest quotations like fear was my ability to actually scale it into my main sort of business, right? Because if I was, if I was say like a requirement in the whole process in a very big way, I knew I was going to, you know, have a cap, right? And my intention is to help as many people that want my help as possible. So it was always like, am I building this without making me the center of everything, if that makes sense. And I really have built in a way that now I was able to grow a team and I have two people in my team now. So I was able to keep myself as like a core piece of the content creation and answering questions and customizing, but I was able to delegate other aspects of the business, even this early on to people that I know are fantastic and very sustainable, can grow with me in the program. And I think that I would imagine for other, you know, listeners that have courses and stuff as they're making their first couple of hires, that is terrifying, right? Like I I was really terrified until the right people at the right time became available and I was able to make offers that they accepted. And it, it has been fantastic, but I know that is not an easy part. And if we are running all hats, right, from bookkeeping to answering questions to managing the Facebook group to doing tech setups, which I, you know, in in fairness, I have done all the tech stuff for my business, like it becomes so overwhelming. And if my job is also to be out there generating leads and giving talks and putting myself out there, there's just a finite number of hours, right? So I think that was my main concern. I do not want to build this new business and burn out again, (laughs) if that makes sense. Uh, So I had to fairly quickly, I was able quickly to realize, okay, these are the things that I really don't want to do because I don't have to do, not that I don't like to, but I don't have to, right? And passing those things on uh, to now my two uh, team members freed up my time so I can be creative, I can be energized and show up better for everybody in the program, but also for prospects and interviews and all those things. That's so interesting to me because for those that maybe are listening for the, for the first time, like one of the things that I do is I support course creators or, or people that are creating group programs with designing the curriculum pieces of it. So I have kind of this knack of asking all of the right questions, being able to extract all of the knowledge that you probably spent you know, a lot of hours, as you said, days, weeks, months, putting together Juliana and um, really helping people kind of put it down on paper, do some of that organizing and that structural stuff with them. So it's a done with you that I do, but with my guidance are able to get through that. And then the second layer to that is helping the client actually getting the, the materials created, helping them make decisions about their tech stacks, helping them 
get stuff loaded up, doing some of the tech integration. So while my sweet spot is the curriculum and the content, I actually can assist with, with those other pieces. And I think mm -hmm. for me, part of the reason that I really want to help people is the curriculum and content piece. But knowing that I can also do what you just said, give the, the creator the space to do the launching, the enrollment calls, the opportunity for them to just have that space that they need to be that creative in their business. Yeah. That is also a real benefit to hiring someone like me or, you know, anyone on your team. So I think for somebody who talks about the importance of not being the superwoman and doing it all. <laughs> yes. Like you're just modeling, right? <laughs> yes. And I was very conscious about it, right? Because a big part too of the mindset aspect of my work is showing women that the more time you spend on things that are not in your zone of genius, the more unfulfilled we feel. And that's when we gravitate to the snacks and things late at night or the glass of wine just to refill that void, right? Because we spend the whole day depleting ourselves. Whereas for a lot of the creative people that I know you serve, and I'm definitely part of them, a lot of those more techie heavy, and like you said, a lot of the more structural sides of the content creation of a program are depleting, right? Because they're not necessarily in everybody's own a genius, right? So I think it even not just from like the burnout side of things, but even in terms of overall health, I think the service that you provide, Tracy, is really, really important for creatives to really keep harnessing that creativity without getting, you know, boggled down by all the things that get us uninspired. Yes. <laughs> if that makes sense. I also wanted to add though, I did forget to say this when you asked me the I think second question. Early on in my creation process, I actually listened to one interview that you done in another podcast. I'm listening to you, right? And that interview and you, and I loved it. It was honest. I'm not just saying that because you're on the call here, but I loved it. And you talked about, you know, catering to different learning styles, right? So that has actually inspired in my program, having audio only, having video and some uh, printable materials as well for more of the people that like to read, right? In terms of catering to those different learning styles. And it is incredible that some people learn comp completely differently than I do. <laughs> A hundred percent visual, but a lot of people are not. So um, it was actually, so thank you, because it was actually very cool to have that. I never thought about that before. So I think it's another, you know, kudos to you in terms of the work you do. I think it's such a need and so many people putting courses together without this real knowledge of curriculum building and how people learn, right? So I think what you do is super important. Oh, thank you. That's, yeah. that's, that's great. I'm so glad to hear that, that, that helped you. I think um, for me, it's really is about raising people's awareness that just because you've been a student doesn't mean that you're going to be a great teacher and you could be a great student and a great teacher and be a really poor designer of learning. Totally. So, um, and there's no shame in that and seeking the help that you need. For me, what I've learned in my business is I used to start on the front end and just do work with the curriculum piece. And then kind of people would go off and they would create this great thing and launch and do all the things, but I missed the part of seeing it come to life. So by me offering sort of this extra layer of support where, you know, I love tech, although it frustrates me sometimes. I do love Same. tech. So, you know, being able to help them, like we build the curriculum together. It's all their zone of genius. I just help them like extract it, get it into an organized structure, and then helping them build it from everything from the pretty branding to just the experience itself, which is primarily wow. my focus, right? Like building community, making people feel welcome. How do we give them that red carpet feel? But because I'm a finisher, right? As a teacher, like I don't yes. just plan the lesson. I want to, I want to teach the lesson. And if I'm not going to be teaching, I at least want to watch you teach it. Right. So yes. one of the, the things I enjoy most about the way I'm structuring my business right now is I'm kind of the guide on the side. And so I get to often even see like the recordings after and be able to, to give tips and tricks and feedback. 
which then enhances the learning throughout the program versus me just saying, here's your PDF document with your curriculum in it that we created together. I hope it goes really well for you. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I, I love being able to watch it come to life and watch them light up when they start to see it all come together. So that is awesome. Definitely um, something I'm enjoying. So if you could sort of do it again or, or differently, is there anything that you would change about the way you approached your group program? I think the only thing Well, there is something, but I think it's like, I accept it as part of the journey, but also I'll, I'll give you a 10 second, like history here. So when I first launched, I did a very low tech, right? It was zoom and putting stuff in Google drive. And then when I launched in January, 2021, like the quotations, the robust redone version of it, I actually went in the direction of um, sort of like hiring designers to custom build using something that was in the market, but like very much like a beta platform and they custom built and I paid thousands of dollars to get the work done for me because I had a very specific, I would say experience that I wanted the students to have. And all I can say, Tracy, is that I probably spent from January until June, so a few months, with tech nightmares constantly. Like to add a new a new student into the program, I, at that time I had 13 manual steps, right? Oh my just goodness. to get them in. I know, and it, it was just like, and the intention was I wanted to have a specific journey, but also. I was avoiding the monthly recurring fees of something like Teachable Kajabi, right? So I felt, okay, I'm going to put thousands of dollars up front and not have that cost monthly recurring. And in June, I had to have a very different conversation with the mirror, <laughs> look at it and say, this is not working. I was afraid of scaling the program because I was afraid of tackle breaking because every now and then a student would message me, I can't log in, like it made no sense. So I had to get the designers a receipt to look into it and fix it. It was just like not sustainable, right? Um, so I decided to take, and it was about, I'd say two months-ish of insane work merging it all into Kajabi where I house it right now, redoing all my tech, all my automations from everything, right? From email list to Zapier and webinar, all that behind the scenes stuff. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm back to paying recurring fees <laughs> monthly. I had to say goodbye to the thousands of dollars that I had put into the other thing, right? I had to walk away from it. However, um, and now my only manual step instead of 13 is one manual step just to oh, wow. add them to, yes, to my recipes app, which is not integrated with Kajabi. But besides that, I feel now the program is robust. The tech is very scalable. It's very steady. I know exactly how everything works. Um, so I'm not sure if there's other people in a similar boat, but in hindsight, what I would change is probably have gone to a more, you know, trustworthy name when it came to where the tech was being housed and just spend the money, have peace of mind. That's what I would looking at myself back then have recommended knowing what I went through. Uh, but it was incredible long hours and quotations waste of time, right? Redoing mm. the work and moving everything over. Yeah. Well, that's too bad, but I I do agree. Like sometimes these are just hard lessons for us to learn. And (laughs) and I I don't know if you'd come and ask me for advice back then, I might've said that's, you know, might've not even realized myself just what was in store for you if you went that route. But I think technology is definitely something that kind of can knock the stuffing out of people, even when you are using even some of those, um, on all-in-one tools like Kajabi or Teachable or whatever. So uh, I'm glad that you were at least open and honest with yourself that, because what could have happened differently is you could have just given up on the whole thing and just said, you know what, this is just way too much work. I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm invested all of this stuff and, and given up and then the world would be 
unhappy because they wouldn't have this great program for <laughs> for uh, us 40 something and above women, right? So now yes. 50 because I just had my 50th birthday. Woo-hoo! So yes, happy birthday yeah. officially. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So um, let's for a second, just, you know, take a step back and I'd love to just give you the opportunity to let people know a little bit about the structure and format of your program. Yes, absolutely. So the program has two components. The first component is the actual method that I teach, which is the combination of mindset in a very specific, repeatable way, combined with the science of hormones, so you understand what is actually going on in your body as we turn 40, 50, 60, and beyond, and the whole eating strategy, not just like, here's a menu plan, good luck, but really customizing and making you know how to make food work for you in those years uh, in our lives and get the best out of, you know, food, hormones, lifestyle, and so on. And that is what I call the weight release method. So when you join the program, you get access lifetime to the method itself, which is broken down into 12 weeks. So every week I kind of go through the mindset piece, the hormones and the food. So it's very gradual so that, you know, your body can actually start adjusting to the changes, but also to make it doable for our busy lifestyle. And in parallel to that, what I also offer is um, six months included in the program, six months of group coaching with myself. So the method, the recipes app, it's all lifetime access. But on top of it, you get six months access to my brain on customizing the mindset exercises if you choose to do them, customizing what you're eating, how you're feeling. Um, When we get more towards the end of the program, the 12 weeks, we get into more practical ways of, okay, now that you learn all this beautiful information, how can we back it into your life? to actually make it doable. So we create things like your plan B, which is like the bare minimum to keep going during busy seasons, holidays, and so on. Uh, We craft like how to meal plan for the entire family for the entire week under 30 minutes uh, on a Sunday. Like there's all these like strategies, which is, I would say one of the unique points of difference in how my brain works. I love strategy and simplifying things and get you the most results with the least amount of effort. That is like my, um, the way I live my life. So it's very much like the science of the upfront. And then at the end, we become very practical, very strategic so that you leave the program, you know, knowing how does it work for you specifically, but also how to make it work long-term because, the one thing that I know is missing in this industry, the weight loss industry, is the longevity of results, right? Like most people can get the five, 10 pounds, you know, to drop with anything as long as you're changing what you're doing. I'm a lot more concerned about getting energy levels, you know, just getting that vibrant health back and sustain that long-term way after the 12 weeks are up. And that's really how I designed the six months of coaching to really give women the tools they need after the curriculum is consumed for the long-term result. Wow. I know I was impressed when I listened to you um, talk to me about the program when I made an inquiry not that long ago. <laughs> and, you know, I one of the things that was coming up for me while you were talking was, you know, the personalization or, the, or customization pieces that the group program part or the group coaching offers you. And I remember you sharing if, and I hope it's okay if I share this, but yes, you, were of talking, <laughs> you were talking about having different people in different parts of the world in your program and how you sometimes had to um, really think about, you know, what that was going to look like and feel like for them in terms of the ingredients yes. that they had to buy for the recipes and those kinds of things. And I think that's, that's, what's really unique too about your perspective on what does customization mean? And I just wanted to throw that out there because I think that really just demonstrated to me your commitment to making sure everybody in your program is successful because you recognize that that's something that you need to be able to help them with. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tracy. And I say like, if you don't give up, we will never give up on you until you get results. <laughs> that is like literally like our claim. Um, and really the other thing I'll say too, like if you have other listeners that are more like on the health space, right? Like looking to build courses, because I did have this conversation early on with other uh, practitioners like myself. And the question was always like, well, how can I you know, build something to serve many people if everybody's so unique, right? And that was always the, say, the pain point, I guess, in my industry. And it's true, like, if somebody needs really deep hormonal support, very deep supplemental support, that type of stuff, there's maybe a second layer, right, that they would pursue. But what I decided to build at this program is from a food standpoint, this will service the majority of women, but the things that are unique to you, that's what we do in the group calls, right? So I'm still giving that customization feeling that, you know, you would have given or gotten from me in practice 101 in the setting. That's how I was able to blend the two. And I've seen that is successful because like I said earlier, a lot of those customizations apply to more than just you, right? When it comes to it. And even understanding what is unique about you, that may overlap with somebody else in the group that may not have thought about it as why they're experiencing this or that, right? So Absolutely. it was definitely a, an area that I wanted to offer, but to make it work in a group setting. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I just, I've thought about it a few times since our conversation, just how much that stood out to me about your commitment to your client and just, you know, the different things that you might come across in a program like yours. So um, I appreciated that about you when we had our conversation. So, <laughs> Thank you. Very happy to hear. So tell me um, or tell us, do you have like an open close enrollment? Do you have ongoing enrollment? How do you onboard? Yeah. So it used to be, so we did a launching when I did the say more, you know, prototype version of it last year. The way that it is set up now is that we have an evergreen enrollment system. And as you come in into the program, you get access to the orientation section and module one. And then every week after that, you get the next modules to release. So in the group coaching call, when I'm answering a question, say you're on module two, so and the question is something about module eight, I always give that answer in a way that serves everyone. So I answer it directly to what the person is looking for. But I also know what somebody in step two of the path has in terms of information. And I find that it's actually, it has been such to me that this is helpful because by the time they get deeper into the module, they've had some little seeds planted, right? Because of coaching calls uh, from hearing about people that were ahead of them. And that was something that at first I wasn't sure how well it would work, right? If there's people at different stages together. Uh, but it has actually been, I would say, a lot more successful than even I thought it was going to be, for full honesty, in terms of how I think I make sure it's applicable to everyone, why I was still very deep and customized to whatever module that person is on. So it is open enrollment uh, throughout the year. I love what you said, though, about those that, you know, learning from people that are a little bit, just that little bit further ahead of you. And I mean, I think that's how... I know I learn best is being able to sort of like, even though their journeys are probably very individualized, but picking up on some tips that I can, I can apply when I get to that stage so that it actually shortens my journey, right? A little bit exactly. perhaps because I don't have to do all that fumbling and um, I maybe get that quick win a little bit faster than maybe the person before me, but it all kind of trickles down, right? So um, yeah. no, I, I think that's great. And um the opportunity for people to kind of come in at different stages too and having that um, open enrollment. I don't necessarily know that a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people aren't doing it that way. I do see more programs that particularly in the early stages of the program, they liked the open close because they just want to control the container a little bit. Yeah. Do you have any limits on how many people you put in your program at a given time? So the limit is a little bit in terms of how many people we comfortably feel we can service in coaching calls. Uh, at this point in time, we're in a very comfortable space that 
what I perceive in the future as we continue to grow, I'd say stage two uh, of the growth will be adding more coaching call times so that it will really service, you know, people by splitting them into different calls. But at the same time, eventually stage three, I guess, of my growth plan is really to start grooming some coaches to help me with the load of calls and questions um, to really start again, start multiplying my brain into people that are very detailedly trained in my methodology that have good backgrounds. Um, and that is essentially what I'm hoping uh, to do to grow, to be able to really scale without having limits of how many people we would have at each time. Now, the other thing too, is that because the coaching aspect of the program runs on six month increments, six months, even though you can extend if you choose, I feel is fairly sweet amount of time so that we know that every six months, the group is replenishing itself, right? So that also helps us with the ability to keep growing and servicing more people without, you know, hitting a bottleneck, <laughs> if you may, in terms of too many people on the call. That's awesome. I, I am, like, must have said awesome. I don't know how many times in this episode, but <laughs> I, it, I really think it's awesome. What I'm hearing is just this such intention behind your format, your structure, the way you onboard, what you've thought of and considered. And then when you talk about like stage two growth, stage three growth, like I think like it's just amazing to me that you've put this much thought and, and, you know, um, I don't want to say effort because I know that everyone's putting a lot of effort in, but what, (laughs) what I'm hearing from you, I guess that sometimes I, I think we have missed is just how much planning has to go into something to be successful. And as someone who, um, you know, supports with that initial structure of a, of a, at least a foundational curriculum that you can build on later. I really appreciate that because I do feel like sometimes people think it's going to be easier than it is and they don't necessarily aren't able to sort of predict the bottlenecks and you're already doing that right in your planning. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you sharing. I think there's a lot of really good tips here. And if people haven't considered some of the things that you've, you've mentioned, I'm feeling like I've been in a lot of programs, but I think yours just kind of speaks to me as being very intentionally designed. And I appreciate that about you. So thank you. And I'll say too, that I've been like you in many programs, (laughs) many, (laughs) many programs. And one of the things that I really have done intentionally since 2012, and I know it sounds crazy, but I'm a pretty intense note taker and I date things. It's a Brazilian thing. And mm-hmm. I, when I was building the program, I pulled notes from 2012 that I knew exactly what they were kept, which sounds crazy, but it, it did happen. And one of the things that I've been really intentional about doing, and you know, for people listening to us, if they are in that stage of planning their program, I looked at all the programs that I was a student into, and I looked to what did I like and what did I not like? Like, what do I feel? feel that enhanced my experience and what did I wish was different, right? As I was really mapping what I wanted it for my program, because very much like you said, Tracy, early on, like the, the customer experience is the most important thing to me, right? Because people don't pay for information, they pay for the transformation we offer them, right? Mm-hmm. And the experience is a huge part of it, because if the experience is terrible, your content can be amazing and it won't matter, right? Because people... <laughs> won't listen to it. So I really, you know, did a lot of research in terms of what I liked and how I learned best from all the different courses I've been on, you know, since 2012 to really take aspects and elements of things that I enjoy and then make it my own. I'll give you just another quick example, but um, one of the other pain points I knew from my research is um, people sometimes feel a little self-conscious, right, about asking, especially early on in their journey, about asking questions in, in a public forum, right? Even though it's a group community, you know, very well protected and curated, it's still like it's your health, right? And some people don't want to disclose X, Y, and Z about their health. So when we have submissions for Q&A for the coaching calls, I do give an option because I listen to them in my 
market research to submit it anonymously or not. So if they say they want it to be anonymously, I answer it anonymously. And if they have a follow-up question, they do a chat during the Zoom coaching call, private chat to me, and I just keep answering until they're satisfied, right? As opposed to, you know, some programs that I'm part of that they force you to have your name out there and your information exposed, right? So mm -hmm. I give that option. You can if you want to, but you don't have, nobody needs to know it's your question if you choose not to. So it's all those little details that I think, you know, makes that experience a little bit better, right? Uh, so that you're comfortable, you're not, you know, worried about, you know, your personal information being talked about and recorded and all those things. Well, I think what you're talking about is like giving people that real sense of safety and in any community where you might be sharing something where you might feel a little bit exposed or a little bit vulnerable, safety is critical. And so you're giving choices. So that's another really great design option is to, to um, you can do it this way or this way, whatever way is most comfortable for you. And right away, that just makes anybody feel that much more safe in the learning container that they're in. And, you know, that whole idea of creating community really just enhances that feeling of belonging, like there's other people out there struggling with the same things as me. Maybe their story is a little bit different than mine, but they can relate. And so this is a safe place for me to come and, and share because I know they're going to get me and they're not going to judge me for it. So exactly. Absolutely. And then you can get more support as well, right? Because you're not concerned about exposing information and so on. And that's what I wanted to prevent people holding back on their questions because they felt self-conscious, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to ask whatever you want and know that if you don't want it, nobody needs to know it was your question. Only I would know. So yes. That's great. For those that are listening and they really are like ears perked up. What is this program? Who's this Juliana? She sounds amazing. <laughs> Where can they find out more about the program and, and you as well? Yes, absolutely. So the program, the best way will be the very specific masterclass you mentioned, Tracy, because it goes through the method. It explains how, you know, the different pieces, the emotions, the food and the hormones sort of, you know, you know, interact, right? So the best way to get that access to that training is going to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training. And it's available instant replay, or you can pick a later date to watch. And then if you want to just connect with me online, the best place is Instagram. And I am at naturally.com joyous and you can send me a dm or just you know follow along and we can also chat that way as well and the one thing you haven't talked about yet is your podcast yes so yes i was actually thinking at the beginning when you said when we match right because i thought we met when i was doing the podcast but i think it wasn't because i launched the podcast about just a year and a couple of months ago, I cannot believe I celebrated the one year anniversary of it. Congratulations. Thank you. It's pretty incredible how fast time, time goes, but my podcast is called Confidence From Within. And really it is, it was designed to, in simple words, change the conversation around weight loss and really change it from restriction, deprivation, counting calories, all the things that people associate it with, and really start shifting it to what is weight release, how to let go of all those old beliefs and rules that don't really apply when we are in our 40s, 50s, and beyond. So it is a combination of some episodes, just myself sharing wisdom and you know little jewels of knowledge, as well as um, I do interview graduates of the program so that they can, you know, share what their experience was and, you know, what were the little learnings that they had and, you know, moments throughout the way and how differently they feel afterwards to give real experiences. And it's amazing how unique each experience is. Like everybody comes with very different needs, even though they have the same goals, right? So it has been really incredible to see the different stories and the different mindset blocks that they each overcame. 
as well as other experts in complementary fields um, that have different perspectives that can really enhance that weight uh, release journey. So it's a combination of those three types of episodes. And yeah, and it's available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, like the usual places where podcasts are found. I know I really enjoy the podcast and um, I uh, appreciate you sharing that with us. I think just the title itself, the confidence within like who doesn't need a little bit more confidence and understanding about, you know, how we can show up in the world. So um, that's great. So I want to just thank you again for coming. This has been great. I mean, I think we could probably do like a part two or part three to this and still have so much to talk about. (laughs) And, you know, I look forward to, you know, I'm just, I already have told, shared this with you, but you know, I will be enrolling in your program at some point in time. I, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, and when I say when I'm just looking over the next few weeks, like what that commitment can look like for me. So, um, I, I'm really looking forward to having the experience that you talk about and uh, being able to to focus for me my energy and learning in inwards to myself right to be yes. able to do some self care i like you lifelong learner lots of programs it's been a lot of business strategy and you know i was in a podcast creation course hence i have a podcast and <laughs> you know so if, if i can get as much reward um, from taking the action steps towards you know helping my own self, like with my self care, just feeling a little bit more energized, sort of, you know, being that I'm in your target audience <laughs> age group. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm, I'm just looking forward to that opportunity and knowing, like you mentioned earlier that we are just an hour away from each other still, I know. <laughs> you know, just, just blows my mind when I realized that. So thanks again for coming. And, um, all of the links that Juliana mentioned will be in the show notes below. Thanks for coming. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Tracy. This was so much fun. I agree. (laughs) If you like this episode, one of the best thank yous you can give me is to subscribe and leave me a review. Leaving a podcast review helps me get more reach and attract more listeners. And if you're ready to scale your course, I also have a free roadmap that you can download. This roadmap will give you access to my framework for scaling courses what you need to do, what you need to consider, and even who you should include in the process. Check the show notes below. Thanks for listening.